1: Hey fans, welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight are Joel and Jawan. What's up, Joel? What's good, my brother? Uh, Pretty good, man. How about yourself?
2: I don't know. A lot of running around today, so, you know, I'm
1: tired. I I hear you, brother. I hear you. Uh, How was your Labor Day, man?
2: Good actually, not bad. Just relaxing.
1: Nice, good to hear.
2: Jawan, what's up, man?
3: What's going on?
1: Uh, nothing much, man. Just ready to talk some NBA. You have a good Labor Day weekend.
3: I absolutely did. Slept right through it.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, I got to go to Dragon Con on Sunday. My first con, <laughs> Um, dude. It was it was it was pretty fucking awesome. I must say. Um Dressed up as Sean from SLC Punk, Joanne. I know you've never seen that, uh, but Joelle, I figure maybe you have seen SLC Punk. Uh,
2: no, I don't. It doesn't sound familiar to me. Ah, SLC uh, it, Punk. It, I'm not, not sure.
1: It's, it's like a cold classic from '98. Um, it's, it's kind of uh in the same uh, realm of movies as like The Big Lebowski and uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So maybe a little off the oh, beaten okay. path for for your speed, but um, I don't know. I thought you might have seen it in passing at some at some point. I know Jawan's never I, seen that shit though. Jawan's like, I don't know what the fuck is an SLC punk like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: I've only of the three I, movies I've only seen Fear and Loathing. I uh, I still haven't seen Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got we
1: got to do something about that man. But uh, okay, anyway, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, the con was was excellent. Uh next year uh jay and i hope to be there um representing geek vibes nation uh very very much so uh we got the website up and going now uh we got big things on the horizon and that'll be one of the things that uh one of the perks that come with all the hard work that all of us have, have put into this um, so uh so yeah, that'll be cool uh when we get that uh, set up next year. And uh, you know, get us get us a booth set up or something and uh spread the word uh throughout the uh Metro Atlanta community. Um but anyway, in the meantime, let's jump into some NBA news. Uh let's start off with none other than Ryan Anderson has finally been dealt. The Rockets were finally able to find a suitor for Ryan Anderson, they traded him along with De'Anthony Melton to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris. Um, I was I was really surprised about like when I heard this deal. I was expecting you know, like a pick to be involved, and then there was no pick. And you know I was just like, damn man, like that's kind of a weird deal. Um, but then again, uh, you know Brandon Knight is. You know, obviously coming off of an ACL injury, um, he, he's definitely not the not the point guard. Uh, you know that they that they really need nor want. Uh, and you know, Marquis Chris has just never quite worked out um, in Phoenix. He's just always kind of been um, that you know that guy who who has a lot of potential but never can tie together. You know, more than one or two good games mm-hmm. in a row. Uh, and, you know, seemingly they could use Anderson, and there's even been reports that uh, he may potentially be a starter on that squad. DeAnthony Melton, uh, likewise, has a lot of potential. He's a he's a big guard. to uh, projects to play both the one and the two. Um, I kind of see him as having um, maybe some Jordan Clarkson-esque potential down the road. Uh, so maybe that could come in handy uh, for – Um, the Suns, you know, later down the track. Uh, But, Joel, what were your thoughts when you heard this trade, and do you like it for um, either team, both teams, neither team? What's your take on it?
2: Uh, uh, My first reaction to it was, wow, like, I didn't expect Ryan Anderson got moved. I was just shocked that that someone (laughs) traded for Ryan Anderson. We've been trying to get him to go somewhere for a long time, and I think a lot of it had to do Mm -hmm. with that Ryan Anderson didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, he wasn't being utilized, and I believe he's right. only, uh, he only agreed. I mean, the only reason it worked out is because he, he only has, like, $15 million guaranteed, so it actually came out to almost an even trade down at the end of the day because the whole – I forgot what happened. He said he like, sacrificed the, like the three or whatever so he can get traded or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it. He wants a role. Phoenix said they'll give him – at least so far they said they'll give him a role. Uh, Phoenix isn't contending anytime soon, so he'll definitely find more minutes in Phoenix than he is in Houston. Um, will he start? Um, they said that there's definitely a possibility he might start there at the power position. Obviously, um, it really depends on what kind of style they want to play and if they don't want, if they want to play defense. You know, it really comes down to at that at the end of the day. Right. Um, but um, he's not a bad player. I never thought Ryan Nance was a bad player. Just he's not a, a starter because he can't defend long in long periods of time. He's a he's a specialist, so he's more of a, a better better off the bench as a big uh, as a stretch four because that's basically what he is. So, um, and he's a good shooter, good rebounder for his size and everything. So, I never disliked Ryan, and he's just naturally slow. It's being a right. good spot for him. It's not it's not a terrible spot for him. They're they're going down the youth movement. Um, So I don't think it's terrible. Now, Houston got Brandon Knight back. If Brandon Knight is healthy, Brandon was a good player at one point. People forget he was decent. Uh, He was never a great player, but he was a decent point guard. I remember when they had – well, Phoenix used to be the the home of the point guard. Now they have zero, like, good point guards. I mean, they have, like, journeymen or, or young guys. And now that's what they're looking for. They're out there trying to get a star. Um, their names are floating around to get a lot of big star. I mean is, they have no like point guard to get back. So you have to give right. up one of your wings. Which it's possible that they can give up like a CJ Warren or something like that to get something back. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you're someone's giving up a point, like we were talking about earlier, well, I mean, we, we we will talk about later with Miami, with Miami, but it's just it's a weird move. But I I don't hate it because you know why not? That's really how my attitude towards it.
1: Yeah, I mean. It, the the biggest thing to me is just that you you weren't able to get any sort of, um, you know any any sort of draft consideration back. But like you said, you you know if you were to get that draft consideration back uh, from Houston, then maybe you know maybe they're not willing to take Brandon Knight. Maybe you have to give up T.J. Warren, and that doesn't necessarily help your cause as far as assets, you know, as far as asset mm-hmm. management because um, I don't know I think TJ Warren with his his particular contract signed for four more years in the kind of um, six-man potential that he holds um, you know for either anywhere from like a really really damn good team down to like you know a, a, a you know fighting for a seventh or eighth seed team um, anybody could use TJ Warren so just about so you know I think potentially like that asset is more valuable than, you know, a late first round pick from Houston. So, you know, I think all in all, you know, it kind of makes sense. And I agree with you. I think, I think TJ Warren, if they, I mean, I could definitely see them offering up TJ Warren in the Milwaukee pick for Kimball Walker. Now, whether that's enough to get Kimball Walker, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's not a great package to get back for Kimball Walker, but Kimball Walker's on an expiring contract. You're not going to get a great package back for him, so no, even though not. it's not great, maybe that's the best package that you can get for him so um you know that's a distinct possibility um, interestingly enough well yeah we we can we can shelve the drawged conversation for when we when we pull that up later um but i don't I don't know how. I don't know how I would feel about that, though it would be very interesting for him to go back to where he kind of made a name for himself uh, in Phoenix. So um, it's just man, he's 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 getting up there in age. I think he's like 33, 34 years old now. Um, so that's you know that that'd be the big concern, I guess, as far as Dragas. But you know what? If you can if you can sell, uh, you know, if you can sell high and then buy back at a reduced cost. You know, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. So, uh, right. I don't know, maybe maybe there is some potential to that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jawan, um, you know, your thoughts on this, uh, this Rockets-Suns deal and the Rockets finally being able to move Ryan Anderson.
3: Uh, well, I never thought the Rockets would be able to move Ryan Anderson. So, that was <laughs> definitely a shock. Um, but I do love that Phoenix is deciding to, like, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Phoenix is, um, they're doing what I was trying to tell Joel I wanted to force the Knicks to do, like, like a year ago. And that's just like, yeah. go all in. Go all in. Just whatever you can do to get the best possible talent to, to try this to win, uh, like get in the playoffs, stuff like that. Um, Phoenix looks to be trying to be very aggressive in that approach. I mean, Nick. Uh, before the draft, me and you had, like, the perfect scenario for Phoenix to rebuild themselves. Yeah, um, we did. And somehow, without doing any of those moves, they look to be um, at least trying to make themselves very competitive. Um yeah. I mean, now all of it has to play out on the court. Um, we know that. But from the looks of it, they're trying to be super, super, super aggressive. And I love that. I, I love it because it's a market that we kind of chopped up as being like a joke of a franchise uh, for, I want to say, since Nash left. Um, yeah, so, I mean, much. it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like if we can get Phoenix playing good basketball, like who knows, maybe we can eventually in the next decade get Kings to play good basketball. <laughs> like, like maybe that'll <laughs> jumpstart everybody else. A boy can dream. So, absolutely, man. So, um, I mean, because, if Suns start to get good, Kings start to get good. I mean, come on, Knicks and Hawks have to get good. Uh, we can't let Suns and, and Kings take over before we do. Um, hawks oh, yeah. were uh, good for a while.
2: <laughs> not like the hawks that's true. for A long
3: time, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that is that is true. That is true. That is true. I keep forgetting that Nick. I keep forgetting those those heydays that you guys had like not that long ago. Um, oh, yeah. Like, the 60
1: win season, yeah, that was pretty cool until we got swept by yeah. LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, you know.
3: Listen, man, it's no shame. It's LeBron, man. Uh, That's hum, true. But, it's very true. Uh, for the Rockets, and Joel, I was like literally praising you as you were saying. A lot of people do forget um, that uh, Brandon Knight is a serviceable um, player. Like, he's, he's pretty good. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people. All they remember of Brandon Knight is being dunked on and his soul being taken by DeAndre. Uh, But when he's healthy, he actually does offer a lot uh, to the team. So I'm really interested to see. I mean, I see – because I believe the Rockets signed uh, Michael Carter-Williams, right? Right. I do see uh, in training camp, I see them, if Brandon's healthy, I see them competing and one of them not making it to the, the final cut. Um, I I don't see the need of having both Michael Carter Williams, who's going to give you probably nothing, and Brandon Knight, He's coming off yep. of an injury, so you have no idea if he's going to give you anything. No need to have both. Um, so I mean that's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top of that. But um, I, I would definitely suggest Brandon Knight over Michael Carter Williams because at least you can get some offense from that guy. Um, but yeah, this this was something I wasn't I wasn't expecting. Uh Ryan Anderson, like where does he sit now in in Phoenix? Um, you know, because you have Ayton, right? Uh that's the, that's the kid they drafted. Yep. Um, yep. I guess Anderson takes a off the bench role, I guess. So I mean I, I don't know. I don't see how that works. He doesn't really give much. Um, but if he can get really good guard play, and draw double teams, I mean, it's a guy that seems like he can knock down a consistent uh, corner three. So, I mean, he has value. It's just I, I don't know what much he's going to offer to that young team. Um, but I am really Corner three, Dude, it. he can
1: drop 35 footers, like, that dude can shoot the rock. Like, he's – that's the one thing he can do. That's all he can do, but that's the one thing he can do is shoot the rock.
3: <laughs> Listen, man, do it so you can't anymore. That, that, that's, that's the – that's the a way, right? We, we see Korver yep. has nothing bad right. just shooting that ball up. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I'm really excited for what Phoenix is doing. Hopefully they can package it for for a big name like, like a Kimball Walker. I don't know if I like the idea of Kimball Walker with um, Booker. I told you I've always wanted um, somebody that's a pass-friendly guard to be with
1: yeah. to be with Booker.
3: I don't need two ball-dominant guards. I mean that's the case, just don't trade for a point guard like Kimba and have Devin Booker come up the court. Um, so I, I'd prefer a pass-friendly guard to, to pair up with him. But, if I mean, listen, if Kimba's available and Charlotte's, you know, willing to take whatever Phoenix is giving him for him, you, you make that trade. You don't deny it. But I will say you're going to probably have a be-old John Wall situation, and we see that wasn't the best of things last year. Uh, So, I mean, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out if that is the kind of player uh, like Lillard or or, um, Kimball Walker that they actually go after. It'd be interesting, the idea of the Suns possibly making an aggressive move like that and making the playoffs. That'd be something to talk about. So, it'll be fun to see what they're able to do.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be real interesting to see how everything kind of plays out. They have a lot of... Moving parts, and they still have a few assets at their disposal. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting. Like I said, I don't, um, I don't like on upon further examination, I don't necessarily dislike the trade for them. I just, I, um, I, I, I just can't believe they weren't able to get a little bit more for taking on Anderson's contract. Um, but like you said, Joel, uh, you know, the fact that he was willing to shave off about, you know, five, six million in guaranteed money next season um, certainly helps uh, because now you can waive him and not have to pay that five or six million. And if, you know, Dragon Bender makes the necessarily necessary steps this season, uh, that may be something that they look, look to do. And, you know, like you said, Joel, it's the same difference as if you were to have – uh, Brandon Knight on your squad next year. So, so for for Phoenix as far as your cap space next season, um, it doesn't it doesn't really hurt you all that much. In fact, you got De'Anthony Melton who's cheaper than Marquise Chris. So, you know, I think this I think this says two things though. I think it says that they had completely given up on Marquise Chris because I don't feel like you make this trade if you hadn't. Um, and yeah, I think it, sure. I think it, yeah, I mean and. I, I think maybe that was a little premature, but obviously Bender's their guy. That's the guy that they want as their you know future power forward, um, and Which I don't is think crazy. they're necessarily. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think they're necessarily incorrect in that. It's just like it, it's just it seems early to give up on Chris to me. He's only had two seasons. He it, he doesn't have a very high basketball IQ. But, you know, it's it's kind of tough to develop a really high basketball IQ when you're constantly playing on teams that are trying to tank. And you're playing with a bunch of guys. You're playing with, like, consecutive years with for the youngest team in the league. So it, it's really hard to expect a guy to develop when you're playing under these types of circumstances. Not everybody is Devin Booker. So, like, I don't know. I think I think Marquise Chris... Um, I I'm I'm optimistic that with a change of scenery and playing with guys like Harden and Capella and C P um, three, because, I mean we, we've all we all know the guy is an athlete. We all know he's got the athletic prowess to be a very, very, very good NBA player. I don't think he's ever gonna be a great NBA player. Um I don't even think he's ever gonna be like an all star caliber player. But um but that doesn't mean he can't be a very, very good player and a very good contributor to a team um, you know, if if given the right circumstances, I could see him being like a Jerry and Grant type. You know, like a guy who just signed a thirty million dollar three year deal, or twenty seven million dollar three year deal with OKC. Um, like having that kind of impact on a basketball court, and you know, like that's that has value in this league. Like it has actually a lot of value in this league. Um, somebody that you're not having to pay outrageous sums of money who can contribute, whether it be as a starter or coming off the bench. It seems interesting that they would give that up, especially considering they traded up to get him uh, not very long ago. So, you know, they, they traded, uh, what was it, like 13, uh, 21, and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich to move up to take Marquise Chris, I believe. Um so granted uh mm-hmm. granted Sacramento took uh Georgianus Papianis or whatever the fuck his name Whoa. was. Uh thirteen. Right? Oh Lord Yeah. Was it thirteen? Oh
2: Lord.
1: Yeah, it was bad. Um, who they have subsequently already cut from their roster. Um yeah. but uh <laughs> but nevertheless, like for Houston I think Marquise Chris is a good get and I really I I think I think that the possibility of a Bazemore trade is still very much in play. I think the Hawks were very unwilling to take on Anderson's contract because of how much longer it was than um, than Bazemore's. I think – and I'm not necessarily expecting it to happen um, at, at all, really, as far as expecting it to happen. But I think it's more possible, um, and it may happen if it does down the road. It may not be like an immediate thing. But I think a a Brandon Knight and Houston's first-rounder for Ken Bazemore could certainly be enough to get that deal done, Um, namely because Brandon Knight is $7 million less than Bazemore over the next two years. Um, And if the Hawks get an additional first-round pick out of that deal, that's not a bad get for the Hawks, Um, especially considering, too, that they are thin at point guard. You know, you you just drafted Trey Young – but your backup is Jeremy Lynn who has not been healthy for like two seasons now. And, you know, if you could get uh, a guy like Brandon Knight um, just to kind of solidify that, that point guard position seeing you know, it's better to have two, two kind of banged up dudes than, than one banged up dude. Um, just, just for depth reasons, you know? Um, and the Hawks obviously have more wings than they know what to do with. So, um, eight altogether, I believe, uh, maybe nine. Um, but regardless, I think that essentially, I think that deal is is more in play now than it was before this trade because Brandon Knight for um, for Bazemore works as far as you know the salary cap is concerned, and you know I, th- I think that the Hawks would be way more willing to take on that contract both what it provides positionally, and as far as the cap relief that it provides. And I think Bazemore would be a huge help to that team. I think um, if you could move – essentially, if if when you break all of this down, if you gave up Ryan Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, and a first-round pick, and you got back Kent Bazemore and Marquise Chris, I think you'd come out on top in that that situation. Um, Considering both what you needed, what those two players provide – um and the fact that you were able to move Ryan Anderson um Joel uh, do you have any thoughts on that
2: I think we covered most of everything in my opinion um i, I mean i've said my piece I, I just there's not much else to it <laughs> i gotcha. do look i didn't All get right. to talk much about Marcus Chris but i do like Marcus Chris in, in that regard i do think it was a win for Houston in that i think they kind of gave up on him a little bit early but that's just my opinion. There's something about him I do like. He is kind of raw though. But I think they can get out they can get it out of him. Yeah,
1: like I said, I think I think uh playing with like better NBA talent and on a team that's trying to win, yeah, that can go a long way for a guy who um maybe struggles to learn the game of basketball. Um, you know, to to learn how to play the right way and things of that nature. He's got he he like you said, he's real raw. He's got the he's got the potential. Um, that potential just needs to be pushed in the right direction. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. Capella. Um yeah, man, that's that's what I'm saying, man. Hey, I saw Marquise Chris play a couple games against my Hawks, um, where he, he just killed us, like, both on the boards <laughs> and blocking shots. So he's he's got the athletic ability, I'm telling you. Um and like if if you can pair him up with Capella and they can get like some defense going, um and he can he can step out and hit that, that corner three. Um I, he's not super consistent with it, but I think he could be. Um, you know, especially if he got more wide open looks. The kind of looks that, you know, C P three and James Harden I have provide. The green you.
2: Light. Yep.
1: <laughs> exactly. That too. The kind yes. Uh especially on that, that Dan Tony uh system, that that'll also help, you know, as far as you know, not not having to worry about whether whether or not you're allowed to shoot the rock there. Um, I mean, shit. They 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 allow Josh Smith to shoot the rock. Like, if you allow Josh Smith <laughs> to to shoot tra- trays sure. like that, you definitely like you'd give Marquise Chris a, a few a few tries at it. Juwan, um, uh, did you have anything to add in regards to uh, you know the my notion that I think the Rockets could potentially swap uh, Knight for Bazemore?
3: Um, if they do, I think Baysmore will be uh, close to the trade deadline. Uh, I don't think it'll be yeah. anytime soon. Uh, I think a <clears throat> team like the Rockets, that could definitely use them. Uh, I think what they'll do is they'll try to see what the roster that they have looks like. Um, and then, like, after All-Star break, if they... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Didn't they switch it? It's before All-Star break now? Yeah, it is before All-Star break. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, I'm sorry. I completely forgot. Um, So, before All-Star break... um they'll they'll make that decision and then from there they can go you know it's a piece we definitely need. My only issue with that, uh, Nick, is um, if they do wait, you run the risk of like twenty something other teams going,
0: Damn, we could really
3: use a guy like Basemore. Like I still right. think Thunder could use a guy like Basemore. even though they, they brought Paul George back, I still think they could use a guy like that, um, who could play defense and shoot the three. Um, but you're going to run the risk of a bunch of other teams going, you know what, I think I might need a guy like that. <laughs> like, let, me, let me see if I can package up and, and, and get for them. And that offer that you were saying the Rockets could offer, who knows? A, a team might get desperate enough to offer something better, and now Rockets miss out on that. So it is something yeah. that uh, is going to be fun to watch. Because Bazemore this year, I do not see the season ending with him still being on the Hawk. He just can't. Like, come on, come on now. Somebody it has seemed, to pick this
1: guy up. Yeah, it seems it seems inevitable that he'll be he'll be moved. Um, it's just yeah. a question as w- uh, up to as to when and where. Um, but yeah, no, you make a good point. Like, and that's the thing the the Hawks like. The Hawks have been fielding offers on him, and kind of you know, I, I guess. <laughs> toying with the idea, but they have not been actively searching to trade him. They're kind of playing coy with the situation. So I think that does two things. One, it, it potentially makes other teams like it makes them have to fish for offers, which, you know, other teams are gonna get tired of that shit. They're not gonna wanna do it. Um so it can potentially backfire, but then again it can potentially, you know, um, get you a more valuable trade down the line. So there is, you know, what I'm getting at is there's very much a chance that, you know, the the Rockets could say, hey, we'll give you, um, you know, we'll give you Brandon Knight and a first. And the Hawks are like, yeah, we don't want Brandon Knight, um, even with the first. You know, that's going to be the number, what, 27th overall pick at best. Uh, that ain't worth a swapping base for Brandon Knight. So, like, you know, there there's obviously that potential too. So but I do think yeah, I think you're right. I think he'll be Dell. It'll be interesting to see um, you know, where he might go. Um, you know where I'd really like to see him and I don't know, I haven't really pondered too much of how it would work out. I'd really like to see him in Utah. Um I'd really like to see him on that squad yeah. just because they're they're already damn good defensively and he could do so much as a six man for that team. Like you could put him you could put him at the two when you want to play Donovan Mitchell at the one. Um, you could put him at the three when you want to um, play Rubio and Donovan Mitchell and rest uh, Joe Ingles. Um, like there's a lot of versatility that he could offer that squad. Um, like I said, I don't know, I don't know what kind of package Utah could put together for him, but I think he would be damn good on that team. Like just his three-point shooting ability, his defensive ability, his his kind of ability to guard across three different positions um, would be very, very helpful to a team like that. I will say this uh, real quickly before we move on. I think Bazemore is the most valuable, highly overpaid asset in the NBA. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, no. Like, he is way overpaid. But out of all of the guys that got way overpaid in that in that like two thousand sixteen off season, he's the most valuable of them.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: I get
1: it Yeah. Um I think I put it this way, he's the only one that I think you could probably get a first rounder out of. Um, it wouldn't be a, a great first rounder, it'd be a late first rounder, but
2: mm, um Yeah, it would be one of those.
1: Yeah. Like I mean like I said, you may have to take back a contract like Brandon Knights. But um but like yeah, it's not, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a great one then, unless unless a team just gets really desperate down the stretch, which is possible. Um but uh but nevertheless, like um, you know, I I don't see anybody else, you know, drawing that kind of uh that kind of um uh, assets. But anyway, let's move on. We got some Lakers news that dropped. Lakers have finally moved on from Luol Um They used a stretch provision on Dang, who also agreed to leave $7.5 million of his $36.8 million owed on the table. So, essentially, this is what happened. The Lakers waited until September to make this decision. Um, so that way, they could eat... Uh, the majority of, of his, well, not the majority, but they could eat all of this year's contract, all of this season's deal, and could eat it all this season, and then stretch the last year of his deal out the final three three seasons. Um, and, and that's how they use the stretch provision. Had they done the stretch provision before September, they would have had to stretch those two years out over five years, and so it mm. would have it would not have uh, accumulated them as much cap space as it did the way they ended up doing it. Um, I hope I explained that well enough without having any sort of charts. Um, I'm a very (laughs) visual learner. So I'm like thinking of like myself hearing that and being like, okay, carry the one, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm not sure about this. Um, But anyway, um, is very interesting, and the fact that Dang was, able, that was willing rather, to leave $7.5 million on the table, um, it, he uh, basically, um, that provides the Lakers with the uh, added ability to shave uh, roughly $2 million off of each of the subsequent four seasons that they will be paying him, including this upcoming one. Uh, and so that basically means, all of that being said, the Lakers are uh, only going to have to pay Luau Bang next year $5 million. He's only going to eat up $5 million of their salary cap. That essentially frees up um, enough for them to pay a max player of any uh, stature. So they could pay a 10 year max, they could pay, um, and nothing gets higher than that. So they could even pay, say, Kevin Durant um, on unlikely. Um, chance that he decided to, to go uh, join LeBron in L.A. But uh, this is a remarkable fucking deal pulled off by Palenka, uh and Magic Johnson. Um, I put Polinka first because he seems to be more the numbers guy, um, and this is definitely a numbers thing. Um, but what a, what a way, like, the, the likelihood that they were going to be able to trade him, um, and, and even more so, if they were to trade him, even giving up just the first rounder, you probably weren't going to – that wasn't going to be enough for you to take back only expiring contracts. So the fact that they were able to finagle these numbers so that it is only costing them $15 million over the next three seasons and only $5 million next season, which is – that's the really important season because that's like – that next season is the year they need to go out and get that other max player. Um so the fact that they were able to do that and free up that much cap space is brilliant, brilliant, like money-working moves. Like the Lakers just won free agency, in my humble opinion, by making this move. And it, it, it's like it doesn't really go into effect until next season, um, like the full benefit of it. Uh, but the fact that they were able to do this and the fact that uh, – you know, of course, they were able to get LeBron, and they were able to secure other free agents on one-year deals um, to keep their flexibility open going forward. Um, I, to me, that, that, that gives them the edge over any other team uh, in free agency, including the Warriors, uh, for signing DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, but that's just my humble opinion. Uh, Jawan, what were your thoughts on the Lakers finally being able to move on from Luau Deng and to do it in such um, economical fashion?
3: Uh, let me say this the nicest I can say it. Uh it really pissed me off. because um, 'cause I'm like, wait, if the Lakers could get out of Dang why do we <laughs> why can't Joaquin y'all Noah? get out of Noah? Jeez, man, as soon as I heard that I was just like, Alright, so like I'm waiting for the Knicks to like say, Hey, yeah, no, we we, we heard that and we raised you a joke in Noah. Like, no, I'm I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um but yeah, no, it, it's really good for the Lakers to get out of that. I I definitely see Lou Al uh signing in one or two places, either Timberwolves to go back with Tom or um to go back to Miami, weirdly enough. I see him uh those two those being two places for him to end up. Um, but I did think that it was interesting you said that they won free agency with uh with moves like that because as you were saying, I was just like Warriors got DeMarcus Cousins, and they didn't need DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> like just like when they got Durant and didn't need Durant. So I mean, I always look at True. what Golden State does, especially in, in that uh, in that regard, and I just go, how How do we keep letting this happen? First Durant, now DeMarcus Cousins. It's it's insane. Um, but uh, but as far as the it's I I don't know what kind of witchcraft they they were able to. Summing up to get that done, and to get him to commit to uh, taking—I mean—to leaving money. That's always like the weirdest thing to me with players. Um, Yeah,
1: and well, and here's the really weird thing about it. I like—I could understand like someone leaving a little bit of money on the table to get to pick where they want to go. You know, like Carmelo Anthony, um, for like his whole trade, he agreed to leave um, essentially the veterans minimum. Uh, on the table in the Atlanta Hawks buyout because he was going to go sign the Veterans Minimum uh, for Houston. So it wasn't like he really lost any money in that, in that equation, but it did save the Hawks to, like, roughly $2.4 million. Um, but he took a $7.5 million buyout. There is no way he gets any more than a Veterans Minimum deal for the rest of his career. So in two years' time... He might make $5 million, and that's if he gets two, like, guaranteed veteran minimum deals, um, but that's, you're still leaving $2.5 million just floating out there on the table that you're never going to get back, unless, conspiracy theory, unless they have some under-the-table shit going on, because... <laughs> Lord knows I wouldn't put that past the motherfucking Lakers, dude. They've fucking got Absolutely. money changing hands all over the place, man. I'm just Absolutely. saying.
3: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, man. They're trying I mean, to that, fucking that court Paul to, George
1: through the media and shit. Fucking. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No. We know
3: <laughs> Go how slick the Lakers are. We know how slick the Lakers are. I actually feel like Magic Johnson had been having that conversation with LeBron since he got in. Like, hey, man, you know you're coming here, right? And LeBron's
2: like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: it's you know, <laughs> a done deal. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean. But that goes to what the three of us always preach. If you can get your money, go get your money. Um, right. I mean, unless, yes. like, unless, like, unless you're mellow and you getting your money means you're taking, like, all the capsules from the Knicks. And then in that case, <laughs> don't get your money. But anywhere else, go get your money.
0: Um, <laughs> because,
3: I mean, it's, it's hard to come by. A lot of these teams are not as um, loyal as some of these players t- uh, tend to be. So if you can go out there. And I don't want to say swindle because, you know, mainly you deserve it. But if you can go out there and get them to pay you crazy money, go get that money, man. So, it, to me, it was just weird that Luol Deng left money because uh, I felt like he didn't have to leave. <coughs> Like, <laughs> the Lakers had to, you know, finish out your contract if you didn't want to leave. So, uh, I guess he's, like, really helping on, like, playing somewhere, uh, which yeah. I respect. It's, it's like place. I'm I would have made them finish paying me before I did anything. Uh, but well, God bless you say that,
1: and that's exactly what your boy Joe Kim Noah is doing. So... <laughs> yeah, listen,
3: listen. Yep. He is being spiteful to loyal Knicks fans like me and Joel.
2: He can easily <laughs> take a
3: little less and get out, but he'd rather stick it through and get that money. He's trying to go out the Stefan Marbury way, not have to play a, a game the rest of his life, and get paid for it. That's that's what he's trying to do. Yep. I, I I see you, yep. joking, Noah.
1: You're
3: not split, man. <laughs> well, here's the
1: thing: if like if if Noah even came to the table, because you know, like I said, the veterans minimum, you know, over the next couple years adds up to roughly five million dollars. If Noah were to come to the Knicks and say, "Look, I'll take a five million dollar like I'll leave five million on the table," because I believe in my myself and I think I can. Still play, and I can go make that up playing the next two seasons. Um, I'll leave that on the table, and you can you can work out the sh- whole stretch deal just like they did for for Luol Deng. Um, like I-, I think the Knicks would do it. Like they would totally do that. Um, they, you know they just want a little bit of incentive from Noah. Like they you know they're they're basically like, dude, come on, dude. Like if if we're gonna buy you out and you're going to still get to go make money elsewhere, then at least give us back the money that you would make elsewhere. Like, don't try to, like, like, you know, swindle us and then, you know, try to rob another team, uh, you know, make more money on top of that. Like, that ain't fucking right, bro. Um, and, yeah. of course, Joker I mean, Noah's like, well, motherfuckers, y'all gave me the contract. <laughs> like,
3: absolutely. <laughs> but my biggest issue in, in the whole Noah thing is, like, We drafted Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Me and Joel are huge fans of this guy. If you Mm -hmm. keep Noah, it's like Noah needs to play if we're paying him. But the minutes are stretched because it's like I want the minutes to go to cancer, who produces, and I want it to go to our rookie. We don't really have that many minutes that we can, like, spare to Joe King Noah because he doesn't do much but just rarely block shots, play somewhat good defense, and rebound.
2: That's exactly what pastor. Enos
3: Cancer can do. And he's a really good passer. You're absolutely right. But Enos Cancer is even working on his threes. So it's like, I need that guy yep. more than I need Noah. But if yep. Noah's gonna stay, you're gonna have to play, but where? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, just, right. come on man, get get this file and get out of here. It's like just go. Well,
1: you know what? Um the Minnesota Timberwolves just happen to have two open roster spots, so take a buyout <laughs> and why don't you and Luau Dang both go join your boy Tom Thibodeau up in up in <laughs> Minneapolis? Like, I think, yeah. I think that would just, if you're looking, that'd be so if fitting. You're
3: for, if you're looking for a way to definitely get Jimmy Butler out of there, it would be <laughs> bringing in all these guys who aren't going to contribute much to helping that, that team
2: win games. I
1: would just, I would just love it if for no other reason, like, you know, we we they they start the season and you know they're like there's there's apparently been some turmoil going on amongst the uh you know Minnesota Timberwolves players. It looks like the starting lineup tonight is uh, Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Lou Alding, Tosh Gibson, and Joe <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: Like what the fuck? Did I just wander
1: into a time capsule? Is it fucking 2010? What the hell is going on? <laughs>
2: That would be um, fun and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't I though? Um I would but anyway awesome. <laughs> Joel, Joelle.
1: Uh, um we digress here. Uh you know, what what are your thoughts on um this, this dang uh buyout and um I don't know, would you would you where like where would you like to see him go? Would you like to see him in Minnesota? Maybe I I know Jawan mentioned Miami. Um but you know, first off, just what are your thoughts? On you know the buyout both for the Lakers and for Deng.
2: Mm, good question. I, I I look look good for the Lakers because uh, they they figured it out. They did the math. All those numbers you were throwing out there, you lost me for a while there. I was like, I don't know what he's talking <laughs> about. You <laughs> point this, and I was like, what the fuck? But um, Loal Deng is it. I think he's still a, a, a useful player. Nowadays, he's more of a stretch four than he is a three anymore. Um, right. So he'll probably go somewhere where he can be a, a versatile defender and, and just get a lot of minutes on the bench. Start anywhere. Um, Minnesota is a great place. First of all, because he knows the coach really well, and Tom until uh, with Thibodeau, and that was the last time he was really good, was with Tom Thibodeau. Um, he probably won't. Um, I mean, it's someone who, he trusts, too. So that's another thing that you got there in Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. And they need better in depth. They don't really have that in Minnesota. They can, And I know right. Jimmy will like it. I mean, Jimmy, you need everything right now to make him happy. So bring everybody from the Bulls back. <laughs> back they'll be happy, right? Um, but I don't know. It's not a bad move. I, I, I'm happy for Dang because Dang wants to play. He obviously took well, you know, that hit on his, on his contract because he wants to play. I mean, right. No other reason you would like not, you know, you want to get paid, but at the same time you want to get paid. And the same thing happens with uh, Ryan Ends. He wants to play, uh, and, and these guys want to play this season before they. Get, first of all, Dang's not getting any younger, <laughs> so he's gonna probably right. want to get you know get that out of the way. So I don't blame him. I really don't. Um, and if it's Minnesota, really good for him. Miami's not a bad choice either. I think Detroit wouldn't be a bad choice, but because uh, they can definitely use the depth. Um, There's a lot of different options for him, um, or whatever he wants to do. Minnesota probably seems the most likely, but that's only because of his connection to his coach. Um, I, I I like I think there will be more buyouts going down the road. I think Joe Cano will eventually be bought out, in my opinion. I think that's just a matter of time at this point. Um, it's just inevitable. I'm not sure when. Hopefully before the season to get out of the way. Um, because it's, it, it's just lingering, and I don't think he's a bad dude by any means. It's just, I don't know what the fuck happened there, but that was more between him and the coach, and that coach ain't here anymore. So, whatever. Yeah. But, but it yeah, seems like me. it seems
1: like it has to be more than just him and the coach, though, because you
2: think at so, least, but I.
1: Well, I mean, I would say at at the very least, there has to have been some organizational um, distrust there. Um, two, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, we all know that, um, kind of the way, like one of the big, uh, decisions as far as the Knicks and as far as who they hire is, is making sure that, um, you know, those, those Knicks guys who are in place, uh, you know, your, your Steve Mills, I think, um, and, you know, a couple other mm-hmm. guys up there that have been there for a while, like they're going to mm-hmm. have a big say in things. Um, so I think but, there must obviously still be some distrust between those guys and Joakim Noah, um, because otherwise I think I think you would at least kind of expect Fizdale to be like, yeah, let's get Noah in there. Let's see what we can do with him, you know, yada, yada, yada. yada. And that has not huh. been at all part of the, the conversation no. coming out of – he hasn't even been around, camp.
2: like, at all. No. Not at all. Yeah, you're right. It might be more to it because – and I think maybe because they probably sided with the coach. and Maybe he felt disrespected in that regard. Um, yep. And it's like, I, I don't know what the fuck that was about. But I've also heard rumors that he wasn't always the best uh, young, for the youth, let's put it that way, <laughs> the best mentor role. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's what I, I heard. can see but, that. You know what I mean? He's kind of a party guy. Um, But I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know for real. I mean, there's probably issues there beyond our means and, and our knowledge. Um, and hopefully that gets resolved uh, just, you know, like what Dang and the Lakers pulled off because that would be great for us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be, and ultimately I think it might be good for him too. That's the other thing too, you know, I mean, we play under the assumptions that, you know, these guys could only, you know, you know, they're only going to get veteran minimum deals with that. Um, you know, maybe Dang's betting on himself. Maybe Dang's going out there saying, yeah, I'll, I'll take a vet minimum deal this year but if i can actually play like maybe i get you know a luxury tax exception next season and i make i make the money back you know um it's not likely but you know if he goes right. out and he's a and he's a 25 minutes a game uh contributor off the bench uh on a very good team you know maybe maybe a team next season gets desperate enough i mean there's still going to be a lot of teams that you know don't have the best cap space, they can always tap into that luxury tax exception. Um, and, you know, maybe the teams that do have cap space are able to, you know, pick up the guys that, you know, say your Houston Rockets or somebody else would want. Um, and so, you know, they, they don't get that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Houston Rockets, I think the Rockets may make some sense. Um, just yeah. I mean, the biggest thing yeah. is Luol Deng. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, like he fits at least a positional need. The thing is, like, mellow, you never know how that situation's gonna work out. Marquise Chris was a good get. I mean, I certainly think he fits them better than Ryan Anderson did. Um at least as far as how they wanna play and what they wanna do. Um and as far as having at least one of your guys who can play defense. But if you can get a, a veteran like stretch for Um, who can play a little defense. Granted, he's not as quick as he used to be, Um, but if he's guarding fours, you know, he doesn't have to be as quick um, as he, you know, was in his heyday. So, I mean, I think that can make a lot of sense. I also think the Raptors can make some sense. Um, You know, they obviously have Abaca and uh, Pascal Siakam, but I think Mm -hmm. just having Dang in and around that locker room, um, like he's just a – he's kind of the, the consummate professional Um, like pretty much everybody who like, like hangs out with dang and and from everywhere I've heard, he's just a great locker room guy. Um, so like, I think, I I think that could, what's that? I thought I've heard that. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, I think certainly having, uh, having him, uh, on, on that squad could help. And, you know, I think he could help, just kind of fill out that roster a little bit and, and give you some valuable minutes. Um, and two, like uh, I again, I'm not necessarily sure that the the Raptors are are done making moves. Um, like they went all in, conceivably went all in on Kawhi. But I think it's more likely that if it comes down to um, you know the deadline and they don't feel like they're quite there to win a championship, they might go more all in as opposed to trying to take a step back and moving on from Kawhi. I don't see that happening at all. Um so, you know, if, if you get a guy like Blue Aldang on your roster who can give you valuable minutes, it makes it easier to give up a Pascal Siakam. Um if you have to package him with some other young assets to get a more proven player. Um maybe say like a Jimmy Butler. <laughs> um just throwing a name out there. Um but uh <laughs> Hey, it, it, stranger things have happened. Um, but anyway, uh, sure. yeah, it's, it's it's good news, and I, I do think you're right, Joel. I do think we'll see a, a lot more buyouts um, down the line. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if Chandler Parsons comes up next. Um, that would be mm-hmm. – if I were to predict out of anybody who I expected to be bought out, I think it would have to be Chandler Parsons. They just signed Kyle mm-hmm. Anderson. Um, they have, yep. I forget his name, but another young guy um, who played a lot of minutes for him last season at the small forward position. Um, uh, they have... Yeah, no. uh,
2: Dylan um, Brooks. What's that? what's that? I think it was Dylan something. Yeah, Brooks. Dylan, Brooks. Dylan Brooks. That's something. the guy.
1: Yep, that's the guy. Um, he played a lot of minutes last season. Um, like, I think that's surprisingly... like. Astonishing number, considering like where he was drafted, yeah. and like right. w- like w- how he gets talked about. You know, like no one talks about Dylan Brooks, yeah. but I mean he he played. No. I think uh, shit. I want to say it was something crazy, like the most minutes out of any rookie or top five or yeah. something like that. You know, like he played a shit ton of minutes. Um, you might start again so, like, yeah, too. I
2: wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so so you know you got those two guys um, and then at the four I mean you got Jermichael Green and you just drafted Jaron Jackson so um, and you know while I do think Jaron Jackson projects more as a five like down the road he's not taking Marcus Falls minutes right now so like Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I I, I think I think it makes total sense for them to go ahead and just kind of bite the bullet on uh, Chandler Parsons go ahead and, and try to figure out a buyout for him as well and you know, see what you can see what kind of negotiations you can figure out because that's a guy that uh they could definitely stand to um you know, uh shave a few dollars off, go ahead and stretch it out, um and, and just save themselves a lot of money because having that contract right now is not helping you out whatsoever. Uh but anyway, um Speaking of uh, potential deals, you know, coming, uh, you know, coming down the pipes, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are actively seeking a trade uh, with everyone short of Antetokounmpo and Middleton available. Makes perfect sense to me. Um, Giannis and 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 Chris Middleton are obviously their A and B players on that team, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you know uh, what was it two seasons ago when Middleton went down uh with that injury uh, yeah. and yeah and and that was like when Jabari Parker was starting to turn it on like after his first ACL tear and it was like oh Parker's coming back he's going to be good and then Chris Middleton came back they played like a total of what like 8 minutes together and then Parker tore his ACL again um and then you know that we've obviously seen subsequently where that story ended up. Um, But it was always thought that like Javari Parker was going to be the number two there. And it's like, Chris Middleton has definitely become that. Um, He's, he's been a terrific player for them, but he's also uh, an unrestricted free agent after this season. Um, And a lot of people talk about, you know, well, you know, you got to put together a good team because you don't want to lose Giannis. Well, you got to put together a good team because you don't want to lose Chris Middleton and you don't want to lose Eric Bledsoe, who you just traded for, who are both unrestricted free agents after this season. Um, they, they, I like the moves they made with signing Ilyasova and Brooke Lopez, but they certainly, in my opinion, need to, I have need them to add started. some additional.
2: <laughs> how much I like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: they, but still, man, I, I like where their heads at. I think, you need, to, you need to be getting better, and you need to be playing like this is the season. You have to do it because if you lose Middleton, man, like, you're done. There's no way you're keeping Giannis if you lose Chris Middleton. Like, that's the guy you got to be thinking about we need to keep right now. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams interested in Chris Middleton. Um, you know, one that I would immediately throw out there is the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, if they – because there's – there, I think a team like that, there's a high probability that they they kind of miss out on, you know, maybe they miss out on Kawhi, they miss out on Jimmy Butler, they miss out on Klay Thompson. Like, you know, let's say Kawhi and Klay stay put, Jimmy Butler goes to L.A. Philly is going to be looking like, all right, we have this max slot available. What about Chris Middleton? Sure, he fits our team. He'd be perfect, uh, you know. So – And there's a lot of other teams out there that I I think will have a lot of interest in in Chris Middleton. Um, But anyway, what are your thoughts on essentially Milwaukee actively looking to make a trade in order to make their roster better this year? Um, Basically, you know, they're kind of done playing the waiting game. uh, And they, you know, they want to essentially, sounds to me like, they want to basically do what the Rockets did last year and say, you know, we're going to go for it.
2: Uh, I, I'll say this: I, I, I don't. I'm not surprised. Uh, we like the move they made already this year. At, at, at the very least, they're starting five, or at least one through six, is pretty decent. I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, they're top heavy with with, with Giannis and Middleton, but they, they, they got good players. At least one through at uh, one through six, at the very least, maybe seven. Um, but that's the problem with them right now is depth. Um, they got guards. Like, we got Malcolm Brogdon. I like Malcolm Brogdon. You could start him. He'll probably mm-hmm. start or maybe come off the bench. They have Della Vadova still, and he's still a good spark plug off the bench. He's a good defender, good passer. You know, he, get, he can give you minutes if he's healthy because his problem has really been health uh, lately. Um, the wings haven't – their backup wings haven't really done anything. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Behind Giannis and Middleton, it's a giants fucking cliff. <laughs> that's kind of really where they're hurting. Dang, we were there. <laughs> yeah, and
1: they don't really have any. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, like, it's not good. E- even their yeah. wings, like, you're talking about, like, a Pat Connaughton, like, kind of a wing, but right. in kind of more it of a guard, sense. like... <laughs> right, right. Um, and then, you, you know, you got, like, a DJ Wilson who we don't even know what the fuck he is yet, Yeah. You know?
2: so... Super question like, mark, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, no, I mean, I feel you there. Like, so you think you think maybe the issue is more just kind of winged up and maybe you don't have to give up as much if if you go for something like that. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's my thing. I mean, I think Middleton's their guy. If they can get a good load for Middleton, because Middleton's not a superstar, but he is a borderline all-star caliber player, with great shooter.
1: Oh yeah. Good defense. Oh yeah.
2: You know, and um, so you can't just give him away. You're gonna need at least. If not an all star back, you're gonna need at least two really good bowl players at the very least two starters back for him. Well it's not like that. Yeah. I
1: mean, Something according like to the reports, he's not on the table. Like
2: he oh, nor
1: Giannis are, yeah, no. Those two are off the table. So like they oh, want to well, keep both of them. On the <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not yeah. So they want to keep Middleton too. Those two guys are apparently not on the table in any sort of trade discussions, but everybody else is. So if you can wow, get okay. like another guy, that's what I'm saying if you can get like another guy to pair with them mean you've got enough depth at center where you know you got essentially what you need is like you're saying you need another wing um type player to like fit somewhere in there with with them who can play alongside them but also play without them like that's it's like yeah. you know when I threw out Jimmy Butler last week um as a potential yeah. trademark now obviously you That's you, a big um, <laughs> Yeah, well, and obviously you were saying like that you didn't feel like that was enough of a package um no. for, you know, a caliber player like <laughs> Jimmy Butler. But what? like that but I do think that is like what you're saying is true and 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 it's kind of what I'm saying too. If you can get a like a just a really really solid guy who can play both the 2 and the 3 um And can play alongside both of those guys, but also play separate from them, and you don't have to give up every. Like, obviously, you can't give up too much. Um, And the trick is, like, your draft, your draft pick situations are are really screwy because of the Phoenix, because Mm -hmm. of the pick going to Phoenix. Um, But you know, all that being said, you know, I like it. I mean, overall, I like it because I think if you can get if you can get, like, another all-star um, caliber player to pair with those two guys, because I think they tried to do it last year with Bledsoe, and I just don't think Bledsoe's that guy. Not that Bledsoe can't mm-hmm. be that guy in the right situation. I don't mm-hmm. think he can be that guy in this situation because Giannis mm-hmm. needs a guy who can drill threes, and Eric Bledsoe is not a mm-hmm. guy who can drill threes. Um, That's true. So... Not consistently. Right, exactly. So... You know, I I don't know. I think I, I I like I like the hubris behind it, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> but hubris. maybe you could package maybe you could package Eric Bledsoe um, and and some kind of young players to get Kimball Walker. Like I don't know mm. that that's the answer, but um, you know maybe that's
2: something Aaron that Bledsoe. they might consider doing. Or oh, see Yeah, you have to give me look. Hornets are going to blow up at some point. You got to just keep an eye on the Hornets. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Keep them on speed dial.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but anyway, uh I don't know. I like it. I think I I like I like it when a when a team's well, and not all the time. I don't always like it when a team is just like, Fuck it, we're going for it. Um but in mm-hmm. this case I do because <laughs> I think I think they have right. to. I don't think they have a choice. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. And yeah. and this is a year where they really have to do it because, like I said, you lose Middleton and you can you you can just start rolling out the red carpet for the Giannis trade talks because that's what's coming if you lose Chris Middleton and free
2: agency next year. you don't want to. Do that. Um, yeah, and if you, you and
1: if you lose to Dakumo, like you're basically, um, you know, I mean, it, essentially not losing, but even if you're like forced into a situation where you have to trade him because you're worried that, you know, he'll walk if you don't like, you're still, you're going to be either in the land of mediocrity at best. Uh, well, I at worst. Um, or you're going to be rebuilding for the next five seasons. So, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: both of those suck. <laughs> it's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> um, basically. So yeah, I'm all for it, man. Go for it. Like, you know, fuck it. Like do it. You have enough. Here's the thing. And, and, uh, real let me make one more real quick point and I'll pass it to you after that you mm-hmm. want. Um like you take a team like New Orleans who was constantly always going for it. Like always moving uh always moving assets, robbing Peter to pay Paul and it kind of mm-hmm. fucked them over in the long run. Um like that's that is something that I don't like. But Milwaukee is not guilty of that. Yes they traded um their their first round pick Um, they traded a first-round pick in order to um, get Eric Bledsoe last year, which maybe in hindsight wasn't the best deal. But they still have a ton of really good assets. Um, Like you said, uh, Joel, in Brogdon they just drafted DiVincenzo. I still think think DJ Wilson could be a good player. Sterling Brown um, has given very solid minutes for a second-round pick. Uh, I think he was, like, number 46 overall. Um, and he's he's been a very good contributor off the bench. Um, so, uh, and then Thon Maker, like, I still think he um, has potential as both a guy who can potentially stretch the floor um, and give you, um, you know, some good rim protection. So, like, they have assets. They just, you know, if they can figure out the right trade, that's the key. You just got to figure out the right trade and then to make it happen. Uh, but Juwan, what are your thoughts on the bucks? Um, essentially the the fact that they're seeking a trade and kind of looking to, um, bolster their roster, um, you know, and and willing to give up pretty much anything shy of, uh, Giannis and, and Chris Middleton to do so.
3: Uh, I I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, As as I was hearing you guys talk, the first thing I thought of was um, if you're trying to not only make sure you're competing this year, but, you know, you're you're making a big splash to try to keep Giannis, you're going to have to go big fish hunting. And the best way to go big fish hunting is with big bait. And Your biggest bait would be Middleton. Um, That's the most enticing piece. Uh, because we know Giannis is untouchable. So outside of Giannis, that is your most your most valuable piece on that team. Um, so I would put feelers out. I wouldn't say he's untouchable. I'd put feelers out, and if they're not good, they're not good. Just don't take them. Um, but I would definitely put the feeler out and see if I can. I mean, you have so many – I don't want to say disgruntled, but you have so many players that have somewhat issues uh, with where they are. Um, I mean, listen, we also brought up Nick uh, not too long ago, maybe like a month or two ago, uh, that Milwaukee was interested in um, – what's his name? Uh, Jesus. Um, from the the Heat, hmm. the center. Whiteside. Um, that, that'd be a really good get for them. Um, that'd be a good get for them at, at the center position. I mean, if you can – listen, if you can maybe entice the Denver Wolves to giving you Jimmy Butler for Middleton and, like, maybe a few more pieces – and you could still maybe try to work out a a white side trade that that should be enough to at least make Giannis go all right, I like this
2: like this is just this, this is pretty good, this is pretty good
3: um, if Jimmy but if Butler
2: see, stays
3: if Jimmy Butler stays, but um Gian, playing Butler. with Giannis, playing <laughs> with white side, and depending on how competitive they they are in the east, I mean that shouldn't be that hard of a sell um so, I mean, but my my. I don't opinion, think I'd
1: make it, the trade for Whiteside. Not with Lopez I think it can help them at, at the.
3: Oh, that's right! They did get Lopez. I'm completely sorry. I completely forgot they got rid of Jabari. Um, I forgot they had Lopez. You're right. They don't they let him. They let him,
2: go. <laughs> yeah. they let him go. Right well. Gosh. And the other thing <laughs> is like, I
3: if I'm trying to
1: build a contender, I'm not. I'm not trying to add Hassan Whiteside to that team. I think Hassan Whiteside is it's fine for a, a you know um a guy who's gonna you know get you a bunch of rebounds and be okay for you know um like a first round exit type team. Um I'm not trying to build a contender with him. I mean he's like thirty one years old. Um he, he completely disappeared for the heat, uh you know, couldn't do shit to stop Joel Embiid. Um and then when the Sixers went small he couldn't defend anybody. Like He's just – he's such a liability uh, come playoff time.
2: Fair
3: enough. But I think if you continue with the notion of keeping Chris Middleton as untouchable, you're going to find trade offers are not going to be as as lucrative as they would be if you just saw what was available, if you put Chris Middleton out there. Because I'm sure you'll have a lot of people like, man, I could use a player like Chris Middleton. Take this. Take that. Take that. Um, you know, so I to I think wouldn't he say, was a
2: throw in. <laughs> right, exactly. Really much really um
3: <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's untouchable is, is all I'm saying. like I, I love the way the Lakers kinda somewhat approach it to where it's like, Yeah, we got LeBron now, so who wants who? Like <laughs> we got LeBron, that's a centerpiece. Who wants who? Um, you know, anyone, else, everyone else uh, in that Lakers team is pretty much up for trade. Lonzo, Ingram—I don't care what Magic says. You give them a good enough offer, they're gone. Um, so I mean,
2: well, it's probably Giannis true for
3: Middleton I think, too. But I
2: feel—I right, get your point. If you're saying he's I think, untouchable I think teams you have are going to gonna be,
1: go, I think you have to be careful does. with saying with it, publicly including Middleton in any sort of potential trade discussions because he is an unrestricted free agent next season and you don't want to piss him off.
3: Yeah, no. What I'm saying is you don't have to make it public. I'm just saying stop saying he's untouchable. Like You don't have to say like, hey, send me any offers. Like We want to get rid of him. No, but just stop saying he's untouchable. To so a lot of teams, they may go, oh, well, like, dang, I was about to call you and offer you something for Middleton, but if you're not listening to any offers, I'm not gonna waste my time. Um, so just I, I don't think that's how the
1: trade discussions work, but maybe I don't know. I mean, obviously, none of us are in this phone call, and those phone calls are in this mm-hmm. rooms. But like, very I think if, true. But if, I mean, if the trade go dis- discussion got started and and they were like, dude, we just you know we we're giving you you know uh you know one of the twenty best players in the league, you know we have to get back Chris Middleton. Like you uh, you might see some wiggle room in that, but like. You know, I can understand like Middleton's value to that team is, is huge and like I think your goal should be to get a third person to go along with them so you could have Giannis be your one, whoever you get be your two, and then Middleton could easily be a third option on a championship caliber team if you had the right pieces in place.
3: No, I, I completely get what you're saying, but I'm saying sure. it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like I look at how that Bucks team is structured and it's like they might they might continue to be exactly what they were last year. Like it's like Giannis Very or possibly. even if you surround surround them with workable pieces, they need to go at some point big fish hunting. And unfortunately the only way to do that is to is to put the name of Middleton out there to see what you can get. Um sure. To me, I mean, like I said, you don't have to ostracize a guy by saying, oh, if you want him, he's available. Um, But just stop saying he's not available. Because, I mean, you're right. I have no idea how the trades work, and I could be completely wrong. But I know if you're telling me, hey, listen, you know, if you go in the fridge, you can have anything but the grape soda. I'm not then going to go in your fridge and go, hey, man, like, come on, this grape soda, I really want it. You're going to let me have it. It's not yours. (laughs) Don't touch it. So I'm not even going to waste my time. So it's like I love that don't analogy. Say that, <laughs> if you don't say that, I then think, okay, maybe I could throw this out there, see if they're interested in this, trades the middle thing. Um, so I would just, if I was them, especially because they don't have a lot to work on, uh, yeah. stop saying that i to The like only way, wait, wait,
1: uh, we got we to gotta submit this analogy is like, all right, I got two lunchables. I know you want one of these lunchables. I need something to quench my thirst with this lunchable. <laughs> and, and so your homie says, "Yo, you can have anything you want in that fridge, but just not the grape soda." It's like,
2: damn dude, come
1: on! I, re- I really want. He's it. like, man, it's my mom's favorite. I, man, okay, but like, I know you want this lunchable. Come on now. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: but, after school yeah, hour
1: no. circa seventh grade flashbacks. <laughs>
3: Absolutely, man. But no, I mean, I, like I said, I completely get what you said. It's it, it's not the kind of player that you just go, hey, if you want him, take him. Like that's a guy you want to, you know, with Giannis, you want to build around. But what I'm saying is, the biggest issue Milwaukee faces is free agents don't even take meetings
1: for right. Milwaukee.
3: Like I haven't seen yeah, you gotta, anybody
1: even. You got to pull meeting. a. You got to pull a Paul George move. You're like okay, see this. Right. You gotta like say. We think that if we can pair up Giannis with another guy, um, that is, you know, essentially another quote-unquote elite talent in the league, then that that would be enough for us to convince him to stay. So, like, I get that, right. and I think I think you might potentially have to throw in Middleton to get that done. Um, but you know, maybe you wouldn't. I mean, like I said, they have a lot of assets. You know, and they don't have any like really poisonous contract. They got Delhi, yeah, and, um, which isn't great, and they got Henson, which is probably their worst contract. Um, but you know, I don't know. Maybe 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 you would though. Maybe you would have to throw him in.
3: My biggest thing is it's not something that you have that that's your first option. Like you said, you have you have other things that you can try to like put out there to get a uh, good value back, but. If you're talking about, because, again, you just finished saying, free agents don't even look to take meetings there. Um, so right. if you're looking to entice free agents, like these bigger names, you need something there that they can go, man, Giannis and that guy, man, if I come there, I could really put this team over the top and, and make them do yeah, contender they on the cap space. they don't have the cap space for that there. They, like, they don't. They, but if you ever want someone to even get a whiff of Milwaukee, there has to be something there that makes someone go, "Man, I'm a." I don't think anybody like wants to win in
1: Milwaukee. Man, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, they
3: don't. But think about it like this: not many people well, wanted Bears a Bryce, list of four years.
1: I'll tell you, I'll I'll take this. not the many Bears people wanted a. Um,
3: and Joel, you can speak to this. Not many people wanted a list of the Knicks. But how many players keep saying, "Man, I would love to play with Kristoff? Like that guy's like all, man. that guy's super talented. That, you <laughs> that's know what I'm all, saying? Man. Like that helps.
2: I mean, not everybody know? listens to the Knicks. Now I hear
3: that shit. <laughs> shit, I <up, Joe. laughs> um, A lot of guys. Well, kind of and you saying,
1: know what else? Oh, man, you know so what else? Helps, but you know what else helps is New York City. <laughs> like,
2: I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I hear that yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, I, I love think, saying that it's think, the Knicks, but it's New and York. And you know what?
1: And, and, uh, and, too, it's just apples and oranges, too, because we all know the biggest mm-hmm. impediment that New York has had and still has and will have until it is resolved is James Dolan. So, like, that that's the reason the Knicks don't get free agents. Like, that's the reason you got, you know, straddled That's with,
2: all about the change,
3: Nick. It's all about the change.
1: Hey, I hope so, man. I really, really do. I would love to see the Knicks uh, uh, turn it around and, and, and be, you know, one of the top franchises again. Because um, Lord knows the NBA Wayne could use it, and the, and the and the Eastern <laughs> Conference could use it. Just in general, man. If you had New York, Philly, and Boston all playing like top level basketball again, like dude, that would be that would be great for the league. That that is undeniable. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I definitely get what you're saying. And you know what? Like if if say you could if you could trade Middleton and not give up too many assets and, and, and get a guy like Jimmy Butler, like maybe you try it out just because pairing up Jimmy and Giannis, like that would be, that'd be really, really good. Um, it, like I said, it's it's all a question of fit too. Um, and who are the players that you have around those two guys? Um, there's a, you know, a lot, a lot of factors at play, but, um, but I do think Jimmy Butler is at least the kind of guy that would not necessarily be like, you know, I, um, like, I gotta be, I gotta be in, in, you know, one of the big markets. Like he's, he it strikes me more of a guy who's, who's going to be pretty content no matter where he is. He just wants to win. So if you think you can win with him, maybe you go ahead and do it. But um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's certainly interesting as far as, the, you know, the debate. Uh, I'll have to throw a, a few trade packages together and kick them your way, one and see like what, what might entice you as far as another team where, where, you know, the bucks could include Middleton and would it be enough for you to give up, <clears throat> give up a guy, um, that is, you know, of that, you know, all-star caliber level, you know, um, because I, I think that might be dif- proved difficult too, just because Mil- Middleton is on an expiring contract. Um, you know, maybe with the the you know amount of like badass free agents hitting the market, maybe you maybe that helps though. Maybe you think you could keep Middleton um, because there are so many free agents and you know you can pay him the most money. Um, but yeah, very. very uh Milwaukee's in a very tricky situation and a very interesting situation it'll be really really fun to kind of monitor them throughout this season and see if they do make any moves what moves those might those might be and <clears throat> if it's more of a sideways move or like a calculated long play move um or if it's like we need to <clears throat> we need to win now and maybe hope things you know pan out like the obviously like the thunder uh, ended up doing um but uh, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Um, legislation that would streamline the environmental review process for the Los Angeles Clippers' proposed Inglewood arena passed. If signed by California Governor Jerry Brown, this could fast-track construction on the arena by 18 months or more. Um, so essentially, um, you know, that's that's the. the sort of exact nature of what's going on with this arena as of right now. But uh, in layman's terms, the, you know, the Clippers are trying to fast-track this arena and, and may, if this bill is signed, you know, may be able to fast-track it as much as like two years um, or, or at least close to it. Um, so obviously the Clippers are hell-bent on getting their own roof over their own head uh, Joel, uh, what do you think about this for the Clippers? Um, do you like the move to get out of the uh, the Lakers' shadow in Staples, uh, and do you think um, you know kind of setting up shop in Inglewood makes sense for the uh, the Clippers, uh, their both their team
2: and their fan base? Yes, yes, very much. Yeah, well, I've said it for a long time. Like, Staples Center is never going to be there. It's just never, right. ever, ever, ever ever gonna be there. So I I I don't like teams sharing arenas. Like I have to deal mm-hmm. with it here in New York with the Giants and the Jets and it's like Right. We have a neutral name now before it was Giant Stadium. I mean like, it's still Giant Stadium. I don't But um, <laughs> the point is um it like he it's good. It's, that's good. I really do because I, I don't think this dude was ever gonna leave. Um what was his, uh, the last owner? I can't remember his name at the moment. Um Oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, the the last owner of the Clippers was not moving. He he was fucking uh-uh. he was not moving. No, not at no. all. He was, he was, no. And so I, I can't liked, remember um, his fucking name either. It's I like we ca- can't remember. It's we've we right all, all, like, all just permanently
1: blocked it out from our memories. Cause fuck yep, that guy.
2: I, can, <laughs> I Yeah, really, I'm really really. Donald dead, Sterling. Dude.
1: Donald Sterling. There, Donald
2: Sterling. Oh, Christ, I could not remember his name for the life of me. But, yeah, he was not moving. I mean, he said it. Like, it, it made no sense to him to move. But I'm like, you were always going to be the B team. And even when they had the A team, they were the B team. It was sad. And it was like, yeah. not that that's going to change because they're still in Los Angeles, but at least they won't be in the same building. And if they're in right. Inglewood, they're at least down the street or whatever. Like, here in New York, we have the Knicks and the Nets. They play in the same city. But they don't play in the same arena. Brooklyn is its right. own borough. It's it's huge. Brooklyn's huge. This guy, I mean, Inglewood's yeah. much smaller compared to Brooklyn. But I'm saying it's just it's different when you have your own home. This is home now. So the Clippers didn't like. So maybe they get a new. Uh, logo, switch it up a little. Maybe you gotta add more to it. I think they 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 did a little bit of a change a couple of years ago, but I think they need to add more flavor to that. Even even a name change, I don't think would hurt <laughs> the Clippers, in my opinion. Um, or another move somewhere farther away, but that's just me. Um, but I, I think it's a good move altogether. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Uh, I just looked it up. it is uh Inglewood is twelve point three miles away from uh Los Angeles so about about a thirty not minute drive ish yeah, not right. far
2: right. um
1: but like you said, I mean at least it gives you your own identity um and uh you know it, it, it I think that's big as far as getting you know your um uh, expanding your brand as as your own team Because, like, yeah, you're right i mean clippers have always been the B team. It always will be the B team. But if you can make some steps as, as far as, you know, at least having your own identity, I think that goes a long way. Let me ask you this, uh, Jawan. Uh, I'm sorry, Joelle. Uh, do you think they should go by the Inglewood Clippers? Or do you think they should say the Los mm. Angeles Clippers? Or do you think they should mm. pull what, uh, what uh, the Angels did? who are the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, should they be the Los Angeles Clippers of Inglewood?
2: Well, I like that. Though. I think that's what I mean. they got to do something different so they stand out. Los Angeles right. Clippers, it's just – well, now it's just boring. It sounds boring, but you add a little bit of spice to it. Like, like that, Los Angeles Clippers of, of Inglewood, it's something different. Or if they do want to change it into the Inglewood Clippers, it's something different. Like, I always thought they the Clippers were probably better off moving to Anaheim. For a long time, I thought Anaheim was a good spot for them. But Inglewood's not a bad spot. <laughs> it's not a bad spot at all. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I, I would love a little bit of a twist so we can get something going. So they don't sound just – it's just the long time just Clippers, you know? We got to do something. You got to spice it up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You know what? you know what I think they should do? I think they should just go all out and just call themselves the California Clippers. (laughs) Like, nobody has, I mean, you got a Golden State Warriors, you got a Sacramento Kings, Los Angeles Lakers, California Clippers. Like, just say, fuck it, we're taking the whole state as our name. Um, Uh uh, The
2: California Clippers.
1: (laughs) I I mean, I don't think there's any rule against it, like, as long as somebody else doesn't have that as their name, you know. I mean, you have teams like, uh, of course, you know, Minnesota is, you know, the Minnesota. I mean, and then even, like, the New York Knicks. Like, obviously, they're in New York City. But they're not, what, mm-hmm. the Manhattan Knicks. They're the New York Knicks. No, they're they're not, not the New York City right. Knicks. They're the New York Knicks. <laughs> they are the team Well, the like, New York. What,
2: what they're doing with the, with the Warriors. I've never, like, the, the idea of them calling them Golden State Warriors. Like, I never – what kind of, what? No, it's like, you not even calling yourself California. You're calling yourself your nickname <laughs> of the state. Like, who does that? Like, I never, I never understood that, like, ever. Weird, I, weird. Honestly, I, hope they go, I, when they,
1: go I think they used to be the San Francisco Warriors, and they moved yeah. to Oakland, and I think they didn't want to change their name to the Oakland Warriors, but they obviously weren't in San Francisco anymore. So I think that was like, I think that's at least the story behind it. Um, but maybe, maybe they wanted to call themselves the California Warriors and maybe they couldn't. So maybe, maybe that's not in play for the Clippers. I don't know the history Mm. well enough to know all that. Um, but I I would at least try it. If if I was Steve Ballmer, I would try it. I'd be like, we want to be the California Clippers. Um, if, uh, (laughs) if nothing else, if nothing else, like maybe a name change would be good too. Um. Like, I don't hurt. think anybody's attached to the Clippers, man. Like, it's not even that cool no. of a name. <laughs> like, no, it's
2: a boat, man. Not
1: like, it's not like not there's any the good anymore. history behind it. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, they're, yeah, they're not in San Diego anymore, which is where they got right. the game, which makes
2: absolute exactly. sense.
1: Um. So, But then again, you know, I mean, the Lakers haven't been in Minneapolis for, God, That's like 70 true. years. And they're that's still the Lakers. True. But hey,
3: but that's at true. least the LA
1: Lakers sounds cool. The LA Clippers doesn't sound cool. <laughs> like, no. like so they got no. they got no points, all strikes, uh as as far as uh as far as the Clippers are concerned. Um but I don't know, I, I do kinda like the Los Angeles Clippers of Inglewood. I think that's got a, a decent ring to it. And you know what, I think it would be fitting as far as you know, the Angels are kind of the the sort of team B as far as the Southern California baseball teams are concerned. Cause obviously yep. the Dodgers are see. team A. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, why not take a page out of their book and, and, you know, um, because I've always, I've always thought that that had, had a, I mean, it's, a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of syllables, but you know, at least that way, you, I, I think the one thing it provides you is you can still get by with just being called LA Clippers. You know, for for mm-hmm. you know for you know if you're into the whole brevity thing, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, who knows? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what what kind of comes with all that. Um, but uh, Jawan, what are your thoughts on you know the Clippers trying to um, streamline uh the process and 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 trying to uh, move into this new, um, uh, well, it's not. It's not new yeah. but trying to fast-track uh, construction on this Inglewood Arena um, to try and uh, get their own roof over their head as soon as possible.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, like Joel said, <laughs> it's needed. <laughs> You'll never live up to the Lakers' legacy. Uh, I remember when uh, they first got, like, Chris Paul and, uh, you know, and formed Lob City, how Doc Rivers was like, they made sure that uh, – you know when they when they played their first game, the the thing came down, so it covered all the Lakers banners and everything. were yep. like
2: we want to create
3: our own banners. It was just like, no, no, it 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 won't happen. Sorry. <laughs> so maybe you can create your um your own legacy, uh, in your own arena. I'm just shocked. Inglewood was where they were looking to go, uh, because if I remember correctly, Inglewood isn't the safest place in LA <laughs> to um. <laughs> be doing things like that. Uh, but I'm sure it'll work out. Just like I, I wasn't sure when the Nets moved to Brooklyn, especially where in Brooklyn they moved to. And now I'm just like, no, no, it works. It works. It works here in Brooklyn. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, they need a place of their own. They, they need to get out. Uh, same as Joel was saying, we need to at some point separate the Giants and the Jets. That has to at some point go. It makes me sick. It, just, it literally physically makes me sick. Um, they should not be playing in the same arena. Like, just create a new one. Get away. Um, so yeah, but yeah. good thing for the good thing for the Clippers. Um, but I wouldn't change their name. I'd still be Los Angeles Clippers.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I'm kind of with Joel on this one. I think a name change would uh, would be good. I'm not sure in what capacity, but just some something. It could be something minor. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think they should probably do it. Um, uh, isn't, it not giant stadium in New Jersey though? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so is. like, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all are complaining about having to share a stadium. What you should be complaining about is the fact that both, both New York teams play in New Jersey. Like, <laughs> like, how it uh, is, how <laughs> it is, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey,
1: land's cheaper, I guess. Um, it is. hey man, I can't Apparently. say. I can't say shit. My my Atlanta Braves don't play in Atlanta anymore. They play in Cobb County. So, <laughs> that ain't Atlanta. Oh,
2: really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You didn't know that? No, yeah, the, I drove the, by there years ago and uh I got to see the stadium, so I guess they moved afterwards. Oh yeah. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, that's
1: Turner Field. Yeah, it's right in the right in the heart of downtown um, or Midtown, I think, maybe, uh, maybe, I think it's actually a little bit on the south side of downtown, I can't fucking remember, but yeah, if you're driving down 85, you drive right by it, um, but, uh, one of the, um, I think Georgia State, uh, uh, the college, one of the colleges in Atlanta bought the, um, it bought the, uh, Turner Field uh, for, like, like on clearance sale or some shit. Um, so like the the stadium's still being used by by a, a college team in Atlanta. So it's it's getting some use um, even after the Braves left it. But yeah, we've been in our new stadium. This is our second year in uh, um, SunTrust Park, which is in Cobb County. It's it's essentially um, it's it's just I think just outside of the perimeter. It's like off uh, 285, which is the the loop that goes around Atlanta. It's not really in Atlanta. So.
2: Um gotcha. yeah
1: I so, so I can't really say shit either I guess <laughs> um, but uh but anyway um let's uh let's move on we got a couple more topics uh the Miami Heat have reportedly made Goran Dragic available in trade talks the uh New Orleans Pelicans are one of the teams that uh you know are said to potentially have interest um we kind of alluded to this earlier Joel with Sort of the, or I'm sorry, Juwan. Um We lost Joelle this time. I've been loose Y'all been dropping like all fucking night, man. It's just crazy. Um, it's, it's it's hard for me to keep up because y'all both got seven three two numbers. I glance up, it's a seven three two, and then it's like, damn. Like, uh, I just assumed it was you, but it, this time it was Joelle. Uh, shit. There there goes Juwan. I'm flying solo, everybody. Uh, well the the heat so like i said the heat have uh, reportedly made goran dragic available uh this makes sense honestly the the heat have really been shopping goran dragic for quite some time now i mean he is essentially uh like 33 34 years old i mean you're talking about a guy who is a really really good player he made his first uh, all-star appearance last season albeit um as like an injured reserve and and, and obviously the weaker conference, um, but nevertheless, you know, he 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 did add that to his his um, slight accolades. Um, but I mean, he's he's a really solid player. Um, but the thing is, like any team that's a legitimate contender has a better point guard than than him, um, and any team that is trying to, you know, essentially build up their roster right now is not going to really try to make any moves uh, in order to get a player that is that much older than their young pieces uh, that they're trying to build with. So I think, of course, it makes sense that the Miami Heat are shopping him. They're going to see what they can get for him, just like they did last season. Uh, I believe just like they did the season before as well. but whether they're able to really get anything of significance out of him, I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. I just don't think there's really a market for him. Um, but potentially, maybe a, a a reunion in Phoenix could be in play. I mean, that would certainly be interesting. Um, but, uh, Juwan, what are your thoughts on the heat shopping Dragic? Uh, and, you know, just what do you think the market is for, for a guy – um, of his age and of his uh, caliber of play right now?
3: Um, it'll probably be a bench role. I mean, unless it's somewhere like Phoenix um, <clears throat> that he could get that started role. Um I'm more interested in the fact that it seems like Miami's crumbling. Uh, I'm wondering how long uh, Spolcia will still be head coach before they're like, we need a new face in there. Um, I mean, Pat Rowley is notoriously the guy that's like, I'll put the rings down and you'll sign and since LeBron's left, no one is signed. So yeah. it's pretty crazy to see what the, the Miami Heat has become mm-hmm. since LeBron left. It seems like all those years ago. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm shocked because I, I thought uh, Dragic was, was a really good player for them. I mean, I know he's getting older. Um, but Miami's never really had a roster that, that screamed youth. It, it's always just screamed veterans. And then, um, you know, having like Dwayne Wade for that star power and then getting LeBron and Bosh. So the idea of Miami going through a rebuilding process will be very interesting. I mean, because even when LeBron left and Wade left, they didn't go through a rebuilding process. They still managed to make the playoffs. Um, So interesting to see them go through that because that's where they're heading. Uh, It won't be long until you'll see more names on the chopping block. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the market's that big for him. I mean, I'm trying to think of teams that are like pressed for a point guard. It's not that many. I would to say maybe a handful. Um, Pelicans might be a nice place for him to go. Uh, now that you don't yeah, have Rondo. Yeah, that's one in.
1: of the, yeah, that's one of the teams that w- was included in the, in the rumor, which I could see that it makes sense. They, they, they really need wing help more than they need point guard help. Um, but You know, it would be – obviously, Goran Dragic would be an upgrade from Alfred Payton, so.
3: Right. And we saw that um, – how well – what's his name? um, Holiday works off the ball uh, when he was playing alongside Rondo. uh, And he just thrived in it. So having someone like Goran Dragic that can not only score, um, but can be a really good passer, uh, will will do nothing but only help Holiday more in becoming uh, pretty much just a prominent shooting guard. Um, so, I mean, it, it would definitely help that team. It, it would help that team a lot, uh, having a guy like that. The Suns, uh, Gorn's a passer, but he likes to score the ball. And I, I'm sorry, Nick, I do not like any scenario that takes the ball out of Devin Booker's hands. I need yeah, a point no, guard mean, who's I, looking. Uh, Go ahead, I'm sorry. I agree
1: with you. No, I mean I agree with you. I mean I don't, I don't like it because of the age scenario. Not as much, um, like because I don't, I don't necessarily look at Goran Dragic like a ball dominant type player. Um, mm-hmm. like he's he's certainly not what you're suggesting either. He's not a pass first player. Um, right. Like which is what you're saying you you would like for Devin Booker. Um, but I I don't I you know I don't necessarily look at him as ball dominant either. But that's the thing. My, my biggest thing is just. You know, you, you don't need a player that's 33 years old, 34 years old, maybe 35 now. God, I can't I, – like, he's he's getting up there. Like, that's not the player you need if you're the Phoenix Suns, and you're trying to – like, yeah, you want to win now, but, you know, you, you don't – you also want to potentially get somebody who could be around for a little while.
3: That's true, but, I mean, like I said, it all depends on what their mind frame is. Like, if their mind frame heading into this season is we want to compete for the playoffs, Goran Dragic doesn't hurt that team. I just don't like that. I'm starting to to see how, like, not ball dominant, but, like, score happy. And Goran Dragic is a score happy kind of guard. Um, He would look to score almost as much as he would look to pass. Um, you look at how that dynamic is going between Wall and Beal. Um, and I think of, like, Goran Dragic and Booker kind of being, not ego-wise, just kind of being in the same situation. Like, Booker comes up court. Like, I don't ever want to see him come up court and have to clap. Like, that should never be a thing. Like, it should be right. like, like Kobe never had to come up to court and clap. Like, you just knew to give right. Kobe the ball. I want right. Devin Booker to have a situation to where the point guard is setting him up. Instead of the point guard setting himself up. Um, who do you think? And, and
1: I, just, re- ahead, I'm regardless of regardless of age, who do you think would be better, uh, Drogic or, or Kemba Walker?
3: For Devin Booker? Yes. Oh, Goran Dragic. Goran yes, I, right. That's I what can't I was thinking, think of too. how many I can't think of how many high assist games I saw of Kemba last year. Uh, like I know he's had some, but I can't think of like any eights or tens, like, in, in large stretches. Like, he had, like, eight games of, of eight assists or more or anything like that. I think I could maybe rely on Dragic to be more assist-happy than, than Kemba. And yeah. I don't want that dynamic of Kemba trying to be the guy, and Devin's like, you, you forget you came to my team, right? Like, hold on a second. Um, so I would definitely go Goran Drogic over, over Kemba in that scenario.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I would too. Although age, age, if you are factoring in age, I think I would still go Kimba. So you could probably get Dragic for less than what you could get Kimba. Then again, maybe not because Kimba's on a one-year deal and Dragic is on a two-year deal, I believe. Um, so a lot, a lot of various that factors too, there. But, but
3: if, if you're Phoenix, you'd be forcing that to work and I don't think it would organically work because I mean Kimba is would be playing for a contract so he's not looking to really be the guy setting up Devin Booker he's looking to show people like hey I deserve a huge contract Um, so I don't know if that would work out the best between those two uh, because Kimba would be looking for a contract and Booker's looking to show the world after getting his contract that he's deserving of it. So it's like right. I don't want them competing for, for the spotlight for that. So that's the only issue I have with that. But you're right, age-wise, obviously, you could take Kempo.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't see very many other teams that just fit the bill. M- maybe Orlando, um, but then again, it's like what what is Orlando got that, that you know would, would entice – within reason that would entice them – you know and and honestly i'm not so certain that orlando shouldn't be going the other way and trying to get even younger and maybe looking at um seeing what they can get for Aaron Gordon to, you know down the line which sounds fucking crazy because they you know traded off every single like you know potential all-star that they've had on their team whether it be Victor Oladipo or uh Tobias Harris um Uh, And there's one other name that's escaping me at this moment. Um, But it's like now you've got this kind of youth movement going with Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba. It's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe at least you should see what you could get for Aaron Gordon. Um, And Dragic would, if you were giving him up and trying to get some even younger pieces, Dragic would not be the way to go. Um, Yeah. I don't know, but I think you're right. It might be for a bench role. Um, I mean, obviously, you'd be overpaying him to come off off the bench. But I mean, there's a lot of teams out there overpaying a lot of guys. If you can get a guy like Goran Dragic, and that's the guy you're overpaying, then you're not doing too bad considering you know all of the other garbage players that are getting paid more than him. So, um, yeah, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be something to follow. I, I still kind of stand pat. I'm not I'm not sure that they're ever going to get an offer that like that really moves them. Um, I, I just, I, I don't see it happening. Um, but you know, I've been wrong before. Uh, anyway, we got, uh, about, you know, 15 minutes left. Um, just want to kind of rattle these off quickly. Now I haven't prepped mine at all. I just want to kind of go into this authentic, um, and just kind of, kind of wing it if you will. So I want to do the NBA, our NBA's top 15 players, and we're going to split it up. We're going to have five guards, so it can be a point guard or a shooting guard, mainly probably point guards in this, in this scenario, uh, and then uh, top five wings, and then top five bigs. So a wing can obviously be anything between, like, two to four, and a big can be anything in that four to five range. Um, so just to give us all a little flexibility with, you know, how we can pick and this is positionless NBA, so this is how we're going to do it. Um, but, Jawan, who, in no particular order, um, who are your top five guards in the NBA um, this season?
3: Whew, okay, I'm going – and this is point guard and shooting guard, right?
1: Yeah, you, yeah, any Any okay. combo that you want. All
3: right, five. All right, cool. Um, Tyree, uh, Westbrook. Curry, uh-huh. um, I'm throwing my man Devin Booker in there, and yeah. I'm throwing in I'm throwing in a guy people keep sleeping on, but we'll will have a huge season this year, uh, I'm feeling, and I'm throwing in John Wall, throwing in Ooh. John Wall to uh, to round it. I think he's gonna have a huge year to show people he's that been were like, banged oh, up the last couple seasons. Him. He has, like and people I think have he's forgotten be about it this year. Absolutely. He's going to be hungry. And the talk last year was, Wizards don't eat him. Look how good they look without him. I think he's going to, he, has a, he has a point to prove this year, and he's going to have a, a really, really, really good year. So I'm sticking with, uh, with John Wall to round out my list. I think that was five. Let me know if it wasn't. But I think it that was, was
1: five. But you, you know you forgot James Harden, right?
3: Only reason I left off James Harden is because I feel as if the, the Suns can get consistent coaching. Devin is going to take it up a whole nother level. And I always felt as though he had that Kobe mentality about him. Like if that guy could get on a really good team, he could make a lot of noise. I think Devin is going to step up as, as that guy. And I see more value in him this upcoming season than I do Harden. I just keep seeing Harden as a guy that gets to the mountaintop and then always falls off, never stays up at the mountaintop. So until I see him get past it and get to the finals again and possibly win it, I'm going. Devin Booker is the guy that's gonna that's gonna really emerge this year. Interesting.
1: Um, that that was not 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 nearly Lowry level hate, but that was uh, that, that was <laughs> some def, some, def, some definite shade uh, throw, throwing at Harden there. Um, well, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna show some love to James. Um, I got Harden. Definitely on my list. Uh, I got Kyrie as well. Um, I got Steph as well. I got Russ as well. And for my fifth guy, as far as a guard, uh, I'm going to throw in Victor Oladipo. Man, that dude impressed me last season. Um, just just really, really solid play. Uh, I, I mean, I think he, he might be the guy um, – you know who who can kind of be like that that franchise's next Reggie Miller cuz they've been looking for that kind of guy for a while we all thought it was going to be Paul George and then that kind of ended unceremoniously um if the pacers make the right moves Victor Oladipo's got a long career ahead of him he could be he could be their guy for you know the next decade um and i would i would love to see that he's from Indiana uh played basketball for the Indiana Hoosiers Um, so, you know, you got a lot of the, the making there of, um, you know, of a guy who, who would stay, stay put, uh, with that team. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's who I'm going to go with. Uh, I do, I do have an an honorable mention of, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I don't think he's quite there yet. And I would put, I would also put Devin Booker above, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I think, uh, Devin, I, I, I expect Donovan Mitchell to have As good a season as he had last year I expect the Suns to be better this year And I expect Devin Booker to Even kind of take that extra step This year I'm with you in that In that regard but I did want to give a shout Out to Donovan Mitchell because he did He did ball out last season um, Alright <clears throat> top five wings
3: Uh, for The wings <laughs> Uh, all right, so LeBron, obviously. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, this is difficult. Um, sorry, I thought it was going to be Kevin Durant. Sorry, LeBron, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, um, Kawhi Leonard. I think he's going to have a monster year. Um, yeah, I think so too. A lot of people consider him a guard, but to me he's never been a guard. He's always been uh, a wing. I'm going to DeMar DeRozan. Um, I think Lamar DeRozan's going to have a really, really, really monster year, especially to show everyone in Toronto what they're missing out on. Um, And working in that pop pop, uh, um, uh, lineup, I think he's really going to flourish in it. Um, So I got LeBron, KD, um, uh, DeRozan, Kawhi. And last, I'm going to put someone that's going to shock you, because I know you're going to say I'm definitely leaving someone out. But I'm going to put it with my man. Huge shout-out to Luke. I'm going to go Jason Tatum to round out my top five. Hello? Hello? Hello?
2: Hello? Well
1: Hello? only absolutely fitting that I temporarily lost my call as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting hey, here like I goes, can't man. hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay.
2: Well, you know, this has just
1: been a clusterfuck of uh of of, of miss missed uh or dropped calls rather. Um okay. absolutely. so anyway, uh DeMar
3: DeRozan is where I lost you at. So you got it, it, that's your fourth one, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying oh – man, i got to go through this all over again. I was saying it's really going to shock you, uh, my, my last pick, but I'm sticking with him because I think this guy is going to be a monster. Uh, I'm going Jason Tatum to round out my top five.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, that's, that's very interesting considering you didn't p- pick uh, Giannis.
3: Um, yes,
1: yes. A little crazy.
3: <laughs> but hey, no, I
1: mean I I like J T. Uh dude's got game and hey man, he worked out with Kobe Bryant this season. That's gotta mean something, right? That's um, what I'm saying, man.
3: Him getting Mamba mentality after already attacking yeah. the league and taking it by storm last year. Whew. I don't know, man. That guy could be really dangerous.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um all right, I'm gonna go I got your I got your same first three. Um, so that that was uh LeBron, K D uh, Kawhi, uh for sure. Giannis um would definitely be on my list. Um I like DeMar. Uh I, I, I think he's an awesome awesome player. Um I also really like the pick of Jason Tatum. Uh but I'm gonna go with my man Paul George. I think um him really kind of getting, you know, Getting the vibe down with uh, Russell Westbrook in their second year together is going to be big. I think not having Mello there anymore and kind of having that offense a little more targeted at running through the two of those guys um, instead of being concerned with where's Mello and how do we get him, you know, his shots and his touches and all that kind of stuff. I think that's going to really help him out a lot. And I really, really hope that Billy Donovan – like finally kind of commits to this whole notion of, like, staggering minutes, Um, which we all said that he should have done that with Mello last year, Um, you know, so he could get his touches when the other two guys were resting. Um, But the one guy that he actually seemed to do it with was Paul George because he liked to kind of have Paul George in there to um, somewhat run the offense. He didn't usually bring the ball up the court. There was somebody else bringing it up they'd dish it off to him and then he'd play run the offense from the top of the key. I, uh, I hope to see more of that this season um, because if you can have one of those two guys on the floor at all times, um, like that's that makes for um, a really good kind of one, two punch. And I, I expect to see his numbers go up from last year. His just, the eye test, you know, from what you just see from him, uh, be improved from last year. And I also think just having Robertson back. um, So he doesn't necessarily have to guard the best player on the court means his defensive numbers are going to go up because now he's guarding the second best player on the court, um, which I, you know, will obviously help his numbers. He'll be able to um, improve his team defensive uh, number, like help defense numbers rather. Um, So I think all of that could Um, impact Paul George having a really really big season so he's definitely got to be in my top five Um, All right, uh, last category top five bigs I'm really interested to uh, to hear who your top five bigs are
3: alright I'm going AD um Mm -hmm. 10 this is hard um I'm going. Well, it'd be ner- a lot easier no, not- if Demarcus Cousins and Christoph
1: Sporzenius weren't fucking hurt. <laughs>
3: yeah, it'd be super easy. That'd be my one, two, three. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't help. Um, I'm going actually because I think I'm going to watch this team a lot more. I'm going Jokic. That's the one from the Nuggets, right? Yep. Okay, I'm going Jokic. Um, oof. All right. Are we saying the best ones in the league, or the ones where we're like we think are going to be like the top ones in the league? I mean, I, I feel like that's the same thing.
1: But like, I, I, I feel like who, who the guys who we feel like are going to have you know the the best seasons at their respective okay. uh, sub position, if you will.
3: Okay. All right. So Anthony Davis. Um, mm-hmm. Shit, who did I just say? Oh, Jokic. Jokic. I'm actually gonna shock you with this one. I'm going Aaron Gordon. I've been seeing a lot of him uh working okay. out in this offseason, and I've seen a lot of good things, man. That that basketball guru that all these guys are working out with. That guy, that guy got Aaron Gordon look like a monster. Um, Aaron Gordon. I'm at three. God damn, it's not that many skilled bigs with DeMarcus and Chris tops out. Um, Can I help you? Oh Joel Embiid, duh. Thank you. Um, <laughs> duh, completely forgot. Sorry. Um, no worries. <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna go because Phoenix is my sleeper team this year. I'm gonna go Aiton. I'm gonna go Aiton's gonna have a cool. really good season this year. I'm gonna go Aiton to round out my my uh, my big list.
1: So you, what you? I guess Aiton probably number one on your list for rookie of the year then, or at least.
3: Uh maybe no. behind Kevin Don't be Knox. You know it. <laughs> 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 number two on your list huh? Yes, number two. <laughs> okay. Number
1: fair two. enough. Okay, gotcha. Um yeah, sorry, I, I just I I I I forgot for a second. <laughs> um die, die hard Homer over here. Um anyway, uh I'm gonna go um definitely go gotta say Embiid because uh, that's my, my dude. I love Joel Embiid. He's probably, like, arguably my favorite player in the NBA right now. Um, so, yeah, Embiid, I'm going to say after that, um, uh, definitely Anthony Davis. Uh, I'm going to throw out Andre Drummond, um, simply because, man,
3: I, I think –
1: Obviously, been working on stretching his game out the past couple seasons. Um, they've said he's like kind of mastered the mid-range game at this point. I'm I'm kind of looking for him to come out just draining threes um, this season. I think that would be uh, I'm well within the realm of possibility, um, and I think he could come out and almost like. Do you just like if you're a Pistons fan, just be like, Wait, Blake who? Um, yeah, like we, we, this is Andre Drummond's team. This ain't Blake Griffin's team. Uh, I, I think that's a possibility this season. Um, like it, that dude has always been stout at rebounding, he's always been great inside the paint, um, he's always been solid defensively. If he can add like shooting to his game, and we already saw the, the,
2: huge
1: step forward in pre-throw shooting last season. Um, if he can put all that together, he's going to be one of the really great uh, bigs in this game. So I'm going to – he's kind of like my sleeper pick. Um, I'm also going to say Jokic. I like Jokic a lot. Um, and I'm going to round it out with my man, Stephen Adams. I uh, I love Stephen Adams. He's just He's just a big, stout dude who, like, plays the pick and roll brilliantly – um, like probably the strongest person in the NBA. Um, Jimmy Butler thinks so anyway. Um, and, uh, that was one of the funniest clips I've ever seen is, uh, somebody was talking shit about Jimmy Butler listening to country music. And he said, y'all, he said like, y'all motherfuckers went out there guarding rush, rush, trying to dodge Steven Adams picks all day. I got knocked on my ass three times. I'll listen to whatever fucking music I want. <laughs> Uh, and that shit was just so awesome and so jimmy butler um but uh but anyway um yeah that's gonna that's gonna round out my list uh anyway we we had a, a fun show i don't know how great of a show it was um we did have a lot of technical difficulties uh in this one um but, hey, you know, it happens sometimes, and we just, uh, we just keep on keeping on and uh, fight through it. Um, we got an episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance coming up tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, so be sure to tune in for that. Jawan. what else we got coming down the pipe?
0: Um,
3: well, huge news broke while we were doing the show. Captain Marvel will get its official first look from Entertainment Weekly tomorrow at noon. Um, Iron Fist Season 2 comes out this Friday. Um, And besides that, just, you know, stay tuned for Geek Vibes Live on Sunday and Top 10 on Saturday. I keep forgetting to to plug that show. Um, But outside of that, that's pretty much all that we have as of this moment. Awesome. And uh,
1: be sure to check out the website. Uh, We've got a ton of awesome articles up there. Um, Our writers have just been just turning out awesome content for you guys. Uh, that's gvnation.com. Uh, again, gvnation.com. Uh, and I promise, uh, I will get some, uh, some awesome NBA think pieces up there as soon as possible. Uh, it was the start of football season, Dragon Con. It's been a crazy, 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 uh, last, last week or so in, in the prep leading up to it, but I will get some content out there for you guys soon. Uh, So you can enjoy that as well. Uh, But uh, we will see you guys for another episode of Full Court Press next week. And until then, peace.
2: Peace. All right. Thank you. Take that for data.